It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And it is the January 15, 2023 edition of VK National News. And this week, VK3FY WIA Director Chris, WIA Returning Officer John Marshall, plus much, much, much more in this 30-minute edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm News Editor Graham VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. So the nominations are in and John Marshall has crunched the numbers. And I wish to make a declaration of election of directors uh, for 2023. Uh, In accordance with Clause 14 of the Constitution of the Wireless Institute of Australia, uh, this specifies the way in which directors of the Wireless Institute of Australia are to be elected to the position of director. Four directors retire at the conclusion of the next annual general meeting, namely Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, Peter Kelly, VK2GPK, and Peter Schrader, VK4EA. Uh, each retiring director was eligible for renomination. A call for nominations for the position of Director of the WIA, the Wireless Institute of Australia, was made in the WIA News, National News Broadcast and the Amateur Radio Magazine in accordance with the election regulations. I advise that I have received four valid nominations from WIA members uh, for the position as director of the WIA for the next two years um, by the advertised closing date for nominations. These nominations were uh, Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Peter Schrader, VK4EA, Peter Klee, VK8ZZ, and Giles Kirby, VK5K, uh, sorry, VK5GK. I congratulate uh, all of those people on their appointments. As advised in the call for nominations, there will be four vacancies at the conclusion of the next AGM to be held in May 2023. And therefore, as we have four nominations and four available positions, no election will be necessary. I therefore formally declare that these four nominees, as having been elected to the position of Director of the Wireless Institute of Australia, These directors-elect will take up their role at the conclusion of the annual general meeting in May 2023. I, John Marshall, the duly appointed returning officer of the Wireless Institute of Australia, confirm that these results are valid and in accordance with the constitution of the Wireless Institute of Australia and the election regulations of that institute. The Constitution and election regulations provide that the announcement of the election results is mandatory at the annual general meeting. However, 
It has been the norm to announce the results prior to the annual general meeting by way of a WIA broadcast news and WIA web page news. I wish the directors-elect well for their two-year term and I wish everyone a little bit late, but the compliments of the season and a happy and prosperous 2023. Uh, This is John Marshall, WIA Returning Officer, uh, signing off. Thank you. We are VK1 WIA. As we've just heard or seen, John Marshall, the WIA Returning Officer, has now declared results of who will make up the next board. After this past week's WIA board meeting, Director Chris VK3FY thanked and congratulated all involved and went on to say, The WIA board thanked the retiring board member and past president of the WIA, Brett Kelly VK2GPK, for his services to the WIA. Brett will be retiring his position on the conclusion of the 2023 annual general meeting. The annual general meeting of the WIA... Wallace Institute of Australia will be held on Saturday, 13th of May in Canberra. The venue has yet to be confirmed. Keep the state clear and see you all in our nation's capital for the 2023 AGM. Keep an eye on the WIA website and the VK1 WIA Weekly News for further updates on the AGM. The contest committee has advised there is a current vacancy for the Ross Hull contest and they are seeking a volunteer who will be able to take up the role as Ross Hull Contest Manager. Should you be interested in taking up this role, please contact the WIA Head Office via the national office at wia.org.au email. This has been Chris VK3FY wishing you a great weekend on behalf of the WIA Board for the VK1 Weekly News Broadcast. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. WRTC 2023 Award, January, headsets on. WRTC Organising Committee is running a 2023 edition of the WRTC 2023 Award. This is not the WRTC 2022 contest that was held in Bologna in July this year but it's a WRTC 2023 award for anybody who wants to have fun in radio chasing and looking for WRTC special event stations all over the world and promoting the real WRTC 2022 event to be held, as I said, in July 2023. Here in Region 3, listen out for event station 8B0RARI QRV during the 2023 WRTC 2023 special event. That one from Indonesia. And ZL6WRTC is QRV during the 2023 WRTC 2023 special event from New Zealand. From up in China, listen for BY1CRA-WRTC. Now contest-wise, 2023. We have reached the halfway point in that marathon of contests, the Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF DX contest, which runs every day in January each year. Entrants may operate on every contest day, but the final score is based on the best seven days nominated by the entrant. For amateurs with limited operating time, there is a best two days section. 14-15 January, summer, VHF, UHF field day is of course this weekend.
26th of January Australia Day Contest. This contest is to encourage amateur radio activity around the world and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. Amateurs in VK will endeavour to contact other amateurs around the world. VK amateurs can use the AX prefix as they celebrate Australia Day. March 18-19, the third weekend, John Moyle Field Day. DX Window, Bouvet. The 3Y0J de-expedition heading for Booby Island is on its way, a 44-day trip with 22 days to be spent on the island. They will have a dozen stations that can be operated simultaneously, made up of 8 CW and SSB stations, plus 4 operating on FT8. Full details of this long-awaited expedition are on 3Y0I.no. Germany. The special call sign DB100 RDF is on the year to mark 100 years of broadcasting in Germany. This commemorates the fact that the first official radio entertainment in Germany went on the air on the 29th of October 1923. QSL direct to DO2PZ or via the QSL Bureau. Britain. British Railways Amateur Radio Society are marking the 55 years since the withdrawal of steam from the British Railway Service in 1968. The call signs in use during the year will be Special Events Station, GB0LMR and Club Call Sign, GX4LMR. The station will be active from Preston and mainly operated by British Railways Amateur Radio Society member, Mark, G1PIE. QSL via the Bureau and EQSL. France. Special Events Station, TM80NT, is QRV until today. Sunday, January 15. To commemorate the 80th anniversary of the death of inventor, engineer and futurist Nikola Tesla. QSL via F8 GGZ. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now, international news with VK2 LAW Jason. Hello. Leading this week's international news, ITU WRC 23 booklet. The International Telecommunication Union WRC 23 booklet can now be downloaded in all six languages of the ITU from itu.int. The booklet provides easy access to the WRC 23 agenda as well as to the pertinent resolutions referenced therein. New smartphone models gain satellite access. In this new year, satphone users and amateur radio operators won't be the only ones who can bounce radio signals off satellites. AR Newslines say some smartphones are gaining a new capability this year, direct satellite access. Text messaging that uses satellite communications will be possible for some consumers using Huawei and Apple devices. While Apple and Huawei expect to use older satellites that are already in orbit by putting new chips in their flagship handsets, new low-Earth orbit satellite networks are also being built. Those are in the works from startup companies Link Global and AST Space Mobile, which hope to provide service to 5G phones in areas without terrestrial coverage. 
Observers note that this satellite functionality on smartphones will not include the ability to make phone calls or to stream data, but its added capacity of texting will provide another means of calling for help in an emergency in regions where the caller has a clear view to the sky. Working in partnership with GlobalStar, Apple devices have offered a service called Emergency SOS Fire Satellite since last November. Huawei, however, have not yet announced the date of rollout. In news from Region 1 in Italy, Marconi Was Here is an international amateur radio award organised by ARI Fidenza Radio Club, with the main objective of the award being to commemorate historically some of the most important and significant Italian cities where Marconi performed scientific experiments in radio engineering, long-distance communications, radio direction finding and others. Experiments that, in the following periods, revealed themselves to be crucial for technical and scientific advancement and the progress of wireless communications. The award period lasts the whole of this year. Each month is being dedicated to a specific Italian city connected to the story of Guglielmo Marconi and is paired to a different special call sign. January, Italy, Italy 4, Tango, Romeo November is the station call from the city of Turin and celebrates Marconi's air-ground radio communication experiments of 1915. Further details, special call signs and award rules can be found on the ARI Fidenza Radio Club website. To news from Region 2, Hollywood, USA. Audio Engineering Society to receive Technical Grammy Award. The Recording Academy, announcing its Special Merit Awards recipients, has said the Audio Engineering Society is to receive a Technical Grammy Award during its Grammy Week celebration this February. Special Merit Awards are presented to individuals and or companies, organisations and institutions who have made contributions of outstanding technical significance to the recording field. In receiving this award, AES joins an elite list of previous recipients which includes well-known names such as Apple Computer, JBL Professional, Shaw and Sony Philips amongst others. The Audio Engineering Society is the only professional society devoted exclusively to advancing audio technology, founded in 1948 with the key goals of collecting, collating and disseminating knowledge of audio science and its application. AES facilitates communication and collaboration that unites audio engineers, creative artists, scientists and students with hundreds of local sections worldwide. 75 years on, AES's members continue to set precedents and standards wherever sound and technology meet, from recording and entertainment to scientific research in emerging fields such as spatial and game audio, networking and streaming, and audio for virtual and augmented reality. It is from Cuba, Cuban radio broadcaster, journalist and DXer Arnaldo de Jesus Coro Antich, known to listeners as Arnie Coro, passed away early January 8, aged 80. He was well known for his twice-weekly program DXers Unlimited on Radio Havana Cuba, Cuba's English-language shortwave service. His amateur call sign was Charlie Oscar 2, Kilo Kilo. Arnie became interested in radio at the age of 12 and joined the Radio Club de Cuba Amateur Radio Association. In 1957, he began working as a journalist at CMBF-TV. During the Cuban Revolution, he was one of the founders of Radio Havana Cuba in 1961. 
working to help set up the station's first transmitter ahead of the Bay of Pigs invasion. In 2017, Coro was honoured with the National Radio Award by state broadcaster Radio Cubana. Over the years, Coro produced a number of science and technology radio programs. He also authored the 1984 book, The United States Radio War Against Cuba. And wrapping up this week's international news from Region 3 in Thailand, ICOM Incorporated presents Letter of Appreciation to the Department of Special Investigation in Thailand. Now, astute readers, listeners will recall this story on counterfeit ICOM some two years or so ago, but it's still a work in progress. It was January 2021, and the Department of Special Investigation had carried out the clampdown to counterfeit suppliers for ICOM products and other radio manufacturers, seizing 37,694 pieces of counterfeit products valued at over 50 million Thai baht about $2.2 Australian dollars. At this time, the judgment on the lawsuit against these counterfeit suppliers was made and ICOM Incorporated expressed deep appreciation for the efforts of the Department of Special Investigation and presented the letter of appreciation around two months ago, November 22. ICOM say they will continue to work on countermeasures against counterfeit products and suppliers and try to supply high-quality and safe products. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Borkham Hills, it can be heard on 147MHz on the Dural Repeater at 10am. I'm Michelle, VK2AYL. Wireless weather, X-class solar flare, I'm Graham VK4BB. Earth-orbiting satellites detected an X1.9-class solar flare last Monday. Its source, hyperactive sunspot AR3184, now emerging over the sun's southeastern limb. NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory recorded the flare's extreme ultraviolet flash. Radiation ionised the top of Earth's atmosphere, causing a shortwave radio blackout centred on the Pacific side of South America. Mariners, aviators and ham radio operators have noticed fade-outs and other unusual propagation effects at frequencies below 25 MHz. This was an impulsive solar flare, intense but probably too brief to lift a coronial mass ejection out of the sun's atmosphere. It is too soon, however, to rule out the possibility of debris heading our way. To keep up to date on weather, make sure you check out spaceweather.com. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3 Triple F, Bruce. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news and summits on the air. Worldwide flora, fauna program, parks on the air and other adventure groups. We do have to start the segment with a call to VK1 amateurs. In news from Amateur Radio Newsline, we see a story relating to our very own call area, VK1. Yet no one from the Soto community or local ham thought to pass it on to you via WIA, National News. So, with thanks to AR Newsline, here are the details they have received. In the world of DX, be listening for VI10 Soda. 
which is on the air in Australia, to celebrate the 10th year of Summits on the Air in the VK1 region. The station will be active through to the end of the year, and any amateur with an Australian license who is activating a VK1 Soda Peak may use it. Logs of all activators will be found under each activator's log in their account. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier. Three of the four new astronauts on February's planned launch of the SpaceX Crew-6 mission to the International Space Station are amateur radio operators. Pilot Warren Woody Hoberg, KB3HTZ. Commander Stephen Bowen, KI5BKB. Mission Specialist Sultan A. Nayadi, KI5VTV, will join Mission Specialist Andrei Fidev on board the SpaceX Dragon spacecraft Endeavour. The earliest date would be mid-February. All crew members have learned about amateur radio on the International Space Station, have received guidance on studying and testing, and learned how to operate the ARIS radios and the basics of on-the-air protocol from ARIS team members at NASA's Johnson Space Centre. The crew will be able to participate in ARIS using the ham radio station on the ISS to contact schools and other educational institutions. China's first Mars rover and Tianwen-1 orbiter may have gone silent. Something may have gone very wrong for China's first ever Mars mission. China launched Tianwen-1 in July 2020 and the mission's rover, named Jurong, touched down on the Red Planet in May 2021. The duo explored Mars smoothly until May 2022 when Jurong was put into hibernation, hunkering down for the harsh winter. But the rover may not have exited hibernation as expected, according to reports from Space News, which cite reporting from the South China Morning Post in Hong Kong that Jurong was expected to wake up in December and hasn't called home yet. And simultaneously, the Tianwen-1 Mars orbiter appears to be experiencing a communications glitch. It's unknown what the issues might be, but... Most likely, the sandstorms have seriously weakened Jurong's capability to use its solar panels to generate power. Tianwen-1 orbiter serves as a communications relay for the rover. A Beijing-based source said ground control had encountered difficulty when downloading the latest data from the orbiting probe. Amateur radio operators have even observed that Tianwen-1 ground stations appear to have stopped attempting to make contact with the orbiter. China's space agency has yet to comment on the issues with Zhirong and Tianwen-1. Worldwide special interest groups, 5 MHz, the 5 MHz newsletter. A map of the world of 5 MHz shows that 85 countries now have 60 metres band allocations, a success story chronicled by the 5 MHz newsletter since its first publication in autumn 2011. The latest newsletter has articles about activities on the 60-metre band in Malaysia, South Africa, United States, Samoa and a new allocation in Ireland. The archived and the latest issue of the 5 MHz newsletter can be found on Wikipedia under 60-metre band. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, AF008, Crozet Island. 
Thierry F6CUK has started his activity as FT8WW from Crosset Islands, IOTA AF008, and is heard on 80 to 6 metres and possibly 160 metres also on QO100 satellite. And great news, FT8WW has been validated for DXCC credit. AN016, Antarctica. George, KJ4CHT, is the overwintering doctor at Amundsen Scott South Pole Station, Antarctica, AN016. He's a newcomer to the ham radio hobby, however, is becoming familiar with remote setup using Ham Radio Deluxe Logbook and is looking forward to trying HF bands soon. QSL manager Bill K7MT suggests George will be on air soon, if not soonest, and most likely 20 SSB. Call sign to look out for is Kilo Charlie 4 Alpha Alpha Alpha. Worldwide Special Interest Group, Military. The Service Academy's radio group, Sarge was recently formed for alumni and amateur radio operators who are interested in the five USA military academies. William Curry, W5CQ, founder and net control operator for the SargeNet, said two months ago there was a new interest in forming a group in net. He noticed that only one military academy, West Point, W2KGY, was still operating a club station. At one time, every military academy in the United States had an operating club station. The SargeNet meets every Thursday at 2200 UTC on 7.280 MHz and every Saturday at 1600 UTC on 14.338 MHz. All amateur radio operators, whether they're veterans or just have an interest in the military or history of the academies, are invited So, to wrap up this week's edition of Special Interest Group News, here is a thought. Not everyone involved in ham radio has one particular interest so strong that they've joined a club or forum delving into its cause. Some of us just like a good old-fashioned rag chew. This story, which involves a VK5, like the first story of SOTA, only came to light to WIA News because it was passed to AR Newsline. So we'll cross to AR Newsline, who in turn swing over to John VK4JJW with the story to tie the ribbons. Here is Paul, WD9GCO. Our final story has a little bit of magic in it. Some of it is amateur radio magic, and the rest is simply New Year's magic. Because we can't put a final ribbon on the holiday season without this story of a QSL that happened in two countries across the change of the year. John Williams, VK4JJW, explains. With poor conditions on the bands, the 10-minute QSI between one ham in Australia and another in Thailand might have felt more like it lasted for a year. Well, in a way, it actually did. Supodge E25JRP was on 20 metres at 21.30 local time in Bangkok in the final hours of the old year, but very few CW operators responded to his call in that first half hour. At 22.00 local time, someone more distant came back to him. Like the others, his call began with a V. Perhaps it was VR from Hong Kong or VU from India. 
battling Sirius QSB, Supaj asked for a repeat, and then another. He told Newsline, quote, After a couple of question marks, and again, I got all of his call sign, end quote. It was VK5PL, Dave, a colleague from the Long Island CW Club in the United States. Dave was at home in Australia and recognised Supaj's call sign when he heard it on the air. 2023 was already well underway at his QTH. The year change had started two hours earlier. Riding the fickle QSB, the two had just enough time to exchange New Year's wishes and for Dave to log his first QSO of the new year and Supaj to log one of his final ones of the old year. Dave wrote on the club's forum on Groups IO, quote, I had a great start to the year, end quote. Supaj told Newsline, quote, I turned off my rig with a big smile, end quote. Now, of course, with everyone properly settled into 2023, the only thing that needs to get in sync are those banned conditions. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Thanks, John. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Now to the 2023 social scene, and clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. And just in case we or someone makes an error in dates, times, events, etc., we will not pass on third-hand information, only what you, your WIA-affiliated club, sends national news. And we have seen a date for a ham fest in Werribee and have asked that club via email for their audio and text so we can let you all know. But definitely happening, the Barg ham fest, 5th of February, at the Barg Club Rooms in VK3 and Alara meet in Hobart, November 4 and 5. So now, until next we meet... And you send us the information for your social scene. I'm Graham, VK4BB, Walk Softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.